You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, welcome in. Winning Cures Everything. It is Wednesday, January the 13th. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And lots to talk about today. Uh, breaking news right off the top. I mean, just as quick as I hit go live, I got a notification that James Harden has been traded to the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, thoughts? <laughs> wow. Uh, Harden, Kyrie, look, KD is a, a great player. A great, great, great player. He's going to have to be the grown-up. The other two are great players, but man... They got some screw looses. Uh, that is putting it very. Um, yeah, that's it. KD's going to have to be a grown up. Yeah, uh, can can he do that? Or Nash is going to have to be a grown up. Uh, somebody is. Somebody I mean, somebody's going to have to put somebody in a corner. Ooh, that is something else, man. That is something else. I uh, I I don't know what to make of it. Like his his comments, you know, the other day, Harden's comments about you know what what's going on in Houston is not fixable. And blah, blah, that is a very easy way to get tossed out. Yeah. So, um, let's see. Terry said you had a good birthday. How many White Claws did you drink in that celebration? I did not. I drank uh, three Tall Boy Coors Lights. And uh, our buddy Ryan brought over some private reserve, has not yet been released, 124-proof bourbon that, uh, you know, kind of kind of messed with me a little bit. I ain't going to lie. So, so I, I did celebrate a bit, but uh, but yeah. So that that is the breaking news. James Harden is now a Brooklyn Net, and that team uh, looks like a complete disaster. Good gracious! Well, I mean, they're going to put up points. I There's mean, no, they'll no probably doubt be good. about that. They're they, going to win games. They got three of the best players in the world on their they team do. right now. But uh, but uh, what does that mean when uh, all of them have uh, have issues? Right? Yeah. So all right, let's go through the uh, the intro. Of course. 
winningcureseverything.com is the website. You can find everything you need to know about us over there. If you missed the live show, you can always grab the podcast over on whatever your favorite podcast app is. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on Amazon Music. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts, whatever. The only one that I know of that you can actually leave a review on is Apple Podcasts. So if you would do that, leave a nice five-star review, a written review. You ask a question or something cool in there, we will certainly read it on the show. Uh, I believe Apple Podcast has gotten their reviews fixed for like a month and a half. Their written reviews were not populating. Um, so all you could see was the numbers going up. I believe that it has been fixed. So okay. go ahead and leave those written reviews, and we will get them, we will see them, and we will read them on the show. So we appreciate that. Thank me for my service. is saying NBA is going to play with three basketballs in Brooklyn. Yeah, that's kind of what it seems like. Uh, Taylor said, Gary, I'm glad you talked me into staying away from that Kentucky game last night. Yeah, Alabama beat Kentucky by 20. That was the worst loss under John Calipari at home in his entire Kentucky career. Uh, pretty ridiculous. And that, that's with Alabama having three starters out. The Wildcats do not look good right now. I will say that. I will say that. Uh, Birdie said, oh, yes, happy belated, Gary. Hope it was a good one. It was. Uh, anytime, by the way, I looked it up. Uh, it's only happened one other time. There was one other time that Alabama uh, played on January 10th. So the day before my birthday. But, uh, but yeah, January 11th, they beat Clemson 45-40 to back in 2016. That's the only other time. So, still ridiculous that it has happened twice and that we won both of those games. Um, I am a lucky man, and I know it, and I am appreciative. So, um, let's go ahead and, let's see, Pierce Morgan jumps in and said, Fat American. I don't know if he's talking about you or me, or maybe both. Um, either way, Pierce, we appreciate you jumping in here on Twitch, for sure. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about Alabama and Ohio State. Uh, the lowest ratings for a championship game ever, which was slightly surprising to me considering the name brands that were attached here until you start thinking about the idea that these are the two most hated fan bases. This was basically Donald Trump against Hillary Clinton. Nobody outside of those fan bases really wanted to watch this game. Nope. Um... And you have all of the other stuff that is going on. Every championship series or game or whatever in every other sport during the pandemic has dropped significantly. Do you think that there's anything to... Now, of course, the streaming numbers have not come in. This is uh, 18.7 million is what they said watched. That is uh, the lowest of the BCS or the CFP era. Uh, the next one was... Uh, what was it? USC in Oklahoma? The 55-19 game? Uh, that, that wouldn't surprise me because nobody really believed that Oklahoma belonged. That was the year Auburn went undefeated and got left out, right? Yep, yep, 2004, yeah. I believe it yeah, was. That, yeah, that, that's, that's coming off Oklahoma basically getting in three out of five years and not winning any of them and kind of getting beat the hell out of in all of them. Yeah, so, yeah. It, it, so yes, the, the ratings were low. Uh, everybody was a little surprised by that. I don't know that they would have been any better had Clemson gotten there because I think everybody's tired of Alabama-Clemson. Um, you might have had an uptick if you got Notre Dame and Ohio State. Um, oh, no, no, no. I disagree. I completely disagree. I think Notre Dame's in. I think if you get another school in, I think numbers go crazy. I do think we're getting fatigued, Gary. Oh, and 100%. the sport needs to figure this out. Dan Wetzel, and I don't know if it was Dan or Pete that, that, that claimed it as this, um, but from Yahoo, one of these two guys, and this is when they said this, this is the analogy. College football has become women's college basketball. It is, it is not fun for anybody that's not a Duke fan. 
or are not a uh, UConn fan. Yeah, that's that's the truth. And every now and then, Mississippi State can be good, and South Carolina can be good, and, and Baylor can be good, and, and Notre yeah. Dame can be good. But none, it's it, it's all you got four teams basically raffling for number two, and yeah. can one of those four take out the giant? I I've come up with different ways to to try to fix this. I don't know if it'll help. I can't figure out for the life of me, and I've, it, this is the competitive part, okay? I'm not a super competitive guy, all right? I'm not a guy that, you know, has to get credit for everything, and I, I will never find greatness because I don't have that I don't have that killer instinct, okay, to really sacrifice to find greatness. But I can't understand these people that are rated that high are willing to go play behind three other people rated that high. And and you've got guys on that team that are five-star guys that could be three-year starters and go to the NFL that instead they'll start for one year and go to the NFL and sit for two. I, yeah. That, that is strange. That like, that mindset is strange to me. That mindset is foreign to me. I don't understand it. And, and, and I don't know what you're, I don't know what you can do about that, but Alabama won't start. He, they won't play a four-star player next year. They just won't. No, they will. They absolutely I don't know, man. will. It's, well, because they even in this game, they only had 12 five-stars that they had recruited. So it, it it's only 12, five, but it was 58 four-stars. Like, it's yeah. it's still ridiculous, right? It's just a, a ton of, I, I don't even know. It, it, there's, it, it's talent development, but it is the, the elites of the sport have started to develop the top talent at a level that is just unprecedented. Ohio State and Alabama are the two leaders as far as NFL draft picks and whatnot go. So if you have the, good gracious, if you have all of these other things um, going on, like there's no way for other teams to catch up. Now, I wonder about the name, image, likeness legislation that will eventually pass because maybe that gets it, spread out a little bit maybe you know maybe at the end of the day all maybe maybe because now now instead of sitting for two years you can go play for two years and you can get paid for two years but the car dealerships around tuscaloosa ain't paying everybody they're not paying a third string guy that's not touching the field for two years yeah i mean maybe 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 that helps maybe it does i it it sounds like sour grapes to the guy that's not that, but you have to look at some point in time, the good of the sport, the sport's dying. I mean, it really is dying. Yeah. I love this sport. I love this sport, but it's absolutely being killed by itself. Uh, Birdie said, I think Bama coastal Bama Cincy would have been huge. Yes. Uh, maybe. No, no. Yeah. Like, even, but here's the thing. Do you think, do you think Bama beats those teams by 30? Because yeah, sure they do, but they just beat the hell out of this team. But just seeing fresh blood in there would change everything rating-wise. It I really think, would. Yes, I think so 100%. I mean, last year, LSU and Clemson, even though Clemson had been Clemson there Clemson was there. Times, All you need is one other team to be there to give the rest of the country hope. Because while Alabama has a massive – this is what bothers me about these, these networks that whore themselves out – to ratings by putting on terrible games because one school is, has a massive fan base. What they don't understand is, is if you let someone else in, 
everybody in the country that loves this sport that's not a fan of the Blue Bloods will watch that game, and it will get crazy numbers because everybody's wondering, can this new fresh team win it all? And yeah. and that matters. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Last year you had three teams that have made it into this playoffs over and over and over again, and one new team. Now, that one new team happened to be the number one seed, so you don't have to be the, the underdog in it, but everyone liked seeing, for the most part, they like seeing this team that hasn't made it into the playoffs and hasn't been in the playoff competition or conversation for several years now. So it's not like they're perennially there, uh, you know, get there and beat the hell out of the other two guys. Yeah. Like that, that meant a lot to people, but and it's not that I'm an LSU fan. It's everybody in the country likes seeing Oklahoma get put in a closet and, and Clemson get put in a closet. They liked seeing it. Yeah. If you're not a fan of those schools specifically, you enjoyed watching that. It's it, it, there's another thing about the games that were being played on January first. Uh, the ratings for both of the semifinal games were higher than they were for the championship game. Yeah, and yeah. and that has not happened before. Well, I think Notre Dame so. had a lot to do with that. I really do. Um, and, our our and, group chat, by the way, uh, also, I mean, the, the guys from Northwestern uh, also said that. Honestly, they needed reminders that the championship game was even happening. This is something that you've talked about with ESPN. Oh, they God, don't yeah. advertise outside of their own their network. network. Not even their network. Their stations. Yeah. Like, this game was on ABC, but I don't know that they no, advertised no, no, no. a lot that it, it was happening. It, it was on ESPN. Only it was just ESPN. ESPN? For yep. some reason, I thought I watched it on ESPN. Oh, no. It was their NFL game that I watched on ABC that was simulcast. Yep. That's on ESPN. The NFL no. went ahead and made that happen. That's right. Uh, college no, but football. No, that's insane. Like, but you're right. That's insane that they don't advertise outside of their stations that anything's going on. We did not. I I follow this sport religiously, and I I just assumed that the Heisman Trophy was going to be on a Saturday because it's been on a Saturday my entire life. Yeah. Why would it not be on a Saturday? And when it happened on a rando Tuesday, I thought. What the hell is this? When did that happen? I'm seeing this YouTube clip, and I'm what seeing Devontae Smith won the Heisman. I didn't even know what was going on. I'm sitting there watching watching old school mash. You know, I'm binging mash on, on Hulu right now. What am I doing? It's a, it happens. It was at 6 p.m. They had to get it in before whatever basketball game. Yeah, before I mean, some just, basketball tip. It, yeah. I, I just didn't expect it, and it's a poor job, I think, on ESPN, and just to not advertise stuff out. That has something to do with it. I think the national championship game, most people know when it's coming because you've kind of known that schedule and seen it for a long time. Um, well, the, the casual more than the, Heisman. the casual fans likely do not, and that's that's, right. the, that's the deal, right? And that's where most of these ratings come from. It's the casual. That's what the Super Bowl does. All that, like it, the highest rated NFL playoff game was the Saints and the Bears, and that's because it was in the typical Sunday afternoon window, um, and it was thirty million people. Like, that was 12 million more people that watched that disgusting Saints-Bears game than watched the CFP National Championship game. Uh, Taylor brings up a good point. Monday night in Eastern Standard Time is a bad time for me to watch when I don't have a dog in the fight. It's yeah. true. I mean, the game wasn't over until after 11 o'clock. Like, and do you think anybody on the West Coast, like the reason dude. they started so late is because they want those West Coast eyes. College football needs to understand they have, they have lost the, le the, the West Coast. They, they've lost it. Yes. They need to they need to stop catering the, the television schedule to them. Nobody on the West Coast is watching. Well, and this this year not. this year they set it up a little differently and it was at seven twenty PM 
yeah. uh, Central Time as opposed to uh, 8.20 uh, p.m. I was about to say, Central. usually it's 8, 8.30 is when it, yeah. when it usually gets kicked off, something like that. Oh, it's absurd. Yeah. Just absurd. Uh, Birdie said, especially because they go into the year saying only four of the 150-plus Division One teams, uh, it's one it's 1.30, but either way, uh, have a chance. And he said, that was my point there. Something fresh, regardless of the outcome, would have been more supported. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I, oh, no, we, we completely agree with that. Now, talk about the game a little bit, okay? Um, so, at 52-24 was the final, 35-17 uh, to 17 at the half. So, if you had Alabama first half, you covered. If you had Alabama period, you covered. Uh, if you had the over, that hit. Now, if you got it at 76, like right up at game time, then you pushed on this thing. Uh, our over 74 and a half, over 75 hit, uh, but just barely. It, Mac Jones, 36 out of 45, 464 yards, five touchdowns. Um, he broke Joe Burrow's record from last year by, what, one yard, I believe. Yeah. Um, and the five touchdowns, of course, that tied Burrow's record. Um, Devontae Smith, 12 receptions, 215 yards, three touchdowns in basically one half. Uh, that, let's see, it didn't tie, or it didn't break the yardage record. It broke the receptions and tied the touchdown record that Jamar Chase set last year. Um, this was a complete beating. Uh, there was no chance for Ohio State at, at all in this game. It had nothing to do with Trey Sermon going out. It no. had nothing to do with uh, even the defensive uh, tackle and the defensive this, end going out. This game out. went like, exactly the way I thought it was yeah, going you, to. You were dead on. Alabama. Oh, Ohio State's going to find ways to score some. But Alabama won't punt, and it, I think it, y'all I, punt it once, and you turn the ball over once. Yep. That. Uh, so what we talked about as a as a possibility, they used every freaking bullet in the barrel that they had against Clemson in that in that first game, and they it looks like they could have saved some of that, some of those looks, every look that they had, even with Alabama starting safety Jordan Battle going out on an ejection, like early second quarter. Even with Malachi Moore, another starting safety, being out for the game due to an injury, um, even with those guys out, Alabama looked like they knew exactly what Ohio State was going to run almost the entire time. I mean, it was absolutely insane to watch. Uh, Birdie said, how good is that Jones kid? Man, he's accurate as heck. Uh, Yeah, Alabama, like Mac Jones, it didn't matter if Najee Harris wasn't in. It didn't matter if Devontae Smith wasn't in. It didn't matter that Landon Dickerson wasn't in. He still moved the ball down the field almost effortlessly. Even even on an injured ankle, he was still able to do that in the second half. They, I, I mean, it, it was it was way different than what I thought it would be. I did not trust Alabama's defense. I thought Ohio State would give them some different looks. I thought that they would be able to. You know what drove me nuts? So, Ohio State never attacked the weaknesses of the Alabama defense. And that is exactly what we talked about, the middle of the field. They had tight ends that they could use to do that. They could have run routes with those receivers. It, I, instead I didn't of, understand that. I watched it. Oh. Ryan Day Ryan Day looked lost in that game. Yes. And that's play calling, man. That's that's not Alabama's defense put them in a certain you know weird look and made it complicated on them. The uh, middle you know, of the you know field was said? still open, and Alabama lost a, 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 a position that they're weak at already. Weak at is a very relative term. It, it's but, true. But the weakest part of the team, it, 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 they lost a the guy to targeting pretty early, 
and they still couldn't expose the opening. And that's not because they so, couldn't, quote unquote. They didn't try. Ryan Day stated after the ball game in his post game press conference, he said that there is uh, an immense amount of pressure that if you don't score on this team, if you don't score on Alabama, then you've already lost the ball game. Like if you if you lose a possession. And he said that puts so much pressure on you as a play caller, as you know, but that whatever. Doesn't mean to stop. That's my. They point. never it's, did the one thing we thought they could do to get any third down they needed. It's like they talked themselves out of it time yeah. and time again. They and, were very happy beating Clemson. Yeah, they they looked. Listen, they didn't have a, a desire to win the national championship on the board. Their goal when the season started that they looked at every week was beat Clemson. Yep. It wasn't winning a national title. It, that That's insane. That whole concept drives me insane. You know that, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, Because there's it, a world in which you don't play Clemson, all right? What if yeah. you got matched up with Notre Dame? What if you get all 10 of your games in and you're the number one seed and you get matched up with Notre Dame and then you don't play Clemson? You've wasted an entire season of quote-unquote motivation and 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 locker room like like whatever i don't understand that that goal is your goal for the season was to beat a team that really wasn't even on your schedule i what happens if notre dame beats them in the in the in the acc title game and and then they're not doesn't even make the playoff like what are we like you've now like all your motivation all year just goes away like all right now we just got to show up and play football it's weird that's weird to me i think that's weird and that's, but it, it's exactly what I brought up to you on the show multiple times on the SBR show. Like yeah. there is a world in which they only wanted to get Clemson back. You, you and, were, and you were right about that, and that's I can't comprehend that line of thinking. So I'm never going to see that angle. I'm never going to bet that angle. I'm never. I don't understand the idea of. Clemson picked them 11th, and so we really want to beat them now. It's the playoffs. If you don't really want to beat the other team, because if you lose, you don't get to play football anymore, I, I can't help you. We can't have a conversation about motivation. You, It can't be that that other team really upsets you, and, and that's why you, you want it to really beat them. We're in the playoffs now. There's the idea of motivation, the idea of of locker room speeches to get somebody rod rod up are over with. If you can't do that on your own as a as a highly highly talented college athlete, then then we can't have a conversation about you being successful at anything. Uh, Justin Fields, seventeen out of thirty three, one hundred ninety four yards, one touchdown. Uh, he had six carries for sixty seven yards. They did take advantage of him running the football some. Master Teague looked okay, uh, but he's he's kind of a stiff runner. Um, he he doesn't do a lot of those cuts and jukes and whatnot. 15 carries, 65 yards. He did have two touchdowns there. Chris Olave, eight receptions, 69 yards. Uh, Garrett Wilson, three for 50 and one touchdown. Um, this was, I mean, just as just as methodical and ridiculous of a beating as as it seems to be. This was Alabama, Texas A&M, and it's, it's the exact same score. Uh, there was never a point in that ballgame where you felt like Alabama was in danger. And and yeah. I think that had a lot to do with the viewership as well. So Taylor and, uh, and Birdie both said, yes, uh, Clemson was their championship game, period. Yeah. Uh, and then Birdie said it looked like Ohio quit halfway through that second half, our second quarter. Um, yeah, they the... The idea to to punt the football back 
with what like two minutes left in the game or in the uh, in the half or whatever. Like you knew that if you gave them the ball back, that that they were going to score again. So and, I mean, and then it was done. It was thirty-five seventeen at the half, and then it's done. Yeah, like so, you can't come back from three scores. And Alabama's getting the ball after halftime. So I mean, I I I I, I watched the game with some with some friends that that have asked me for a long time to watch it, which is why me and you didn't watch it, which I hated. I'd rather watch it with you. I say that I, I had a really good time with the guys that that I hung out with, but that entire second half, we just talked. Yeah, I mean, we just it, it literally was background noise. Well, that's that's what happened over here. I I was sitting and watching by myself. I saw I like, saw I saw Devonta Smith go to the locker room, and when I saw him just casually go in the locker room, I knew like we were, I wasn't even paying attention. I wasn't listening. I didn't know like is he coming back? Is he not? I saw the way he was walking just crazy slow to the locker room. I was like, oh, he's not coming back. Because if he had a chance to come back, he would be running back there to get whatever treatment he's going to get so he could run back and get back quickly. The fact that he was just, just it, it was the weirdest slow walk I've ever seen. I thought, no, there's no, there's no way he's coming back. He's, he's, he's out for the day, yeah. um, which was fine because his numbers at that point were ridiculous. Bama didn't need him, but you still would have thought, I would have liked to have seen a full game of his. I would have liked to have seen him really really put a stamp on it this was a season that he that was really special for him oh 100 percent. so anyway but that's that that's like, that's like the context of what i was paying attention in the background it stayed on we talked about things because hung out with guys i hadn't hung out with in a while and 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 that was it it was background noise uh birdie jumped in terry by the way said yeah this was almost as bad as the steelers getting beat uh yeah it was it was Almost that bad, not as bad because yeah, the Steelers the, being down like that was just the brutal. the difference is is one was an underdog doing it to a team that we thought would steamroll the other one. That was that's, this one that's was a, the favorite. It's a huge difference yeah. is once the favorite starts steamrolling you, the mindset of most of the nation is is this game's over with. At no point in time, as a Browns fan, did I feel comfortable with that game until the fourth interception. Uh, Birdie said, I apologize for being mean last week. You didn't deserve that. You can have an opinion, and I don't have to agree, but I should not be mean. Do you remember Birdie being mean last week? I don't remember being mean, which is a good thing, Birdie. That means you didn't hurt her feelings bad enough to where we remember it. <laughs> Sir Dobby wants to know, are we going to unwrap the Cure Bowl with Liberty and Coastal? Um, I mean, we we talked about it a little bit back on, uh, Taylor said, on the 1228 show. Uh, yeah, we've, yeah, we've we, done a recap of most of most of the bowls up to now. So, it, it, or at least, at least hit on them. We didn't do a full unwrapping, but, uh, but no, yeah. I mean there was twenty, what twenty something bowls, twenty yeah, twenty four. I think I think it ended up yeah. being twenty four of them. Uh, but either way, we we touched on it. You know, uh, I don't maybe maybe we talk about it when we're doing season previews and that kind of stuff. Um, no. We're we're going through a list of different different ideas to discuss for the SBR show. Uh, yep. Terry said, "You can't hurt feelings if you ain't got none." Uh, that's true. That no, is true, no, Terry. Yeah, I've got definitely got feelings. So let's uh, let's talk about some of the latest news in college football right now. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Mm. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One of them is Kevin Steele got hired on at Tennessee as an assistant. Now, they don't know what role he's going to be in yet. It's a $500,000 a year contract. (laughs) This is, it it came the day after it was reported that they are putting, like they're doing a hiring freeze. And now there are people that are coming out saying, no, 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 this was Jeremy Pruitt made this hire. He made this hire. Because they hired two people, right? They hired him and an OC. Uh, No, they have they hired an OC? I don't think so. I thought they I thought they hired an offensive guy. Oh, I thought they hired a Rich Rod. No. Louisiana Monroe hired Rich Rod. Oh, you okay, you sent me that note and I I got some, Yeah, no, no, no. We'll, this we'll talk about that. This is really bad. I was like, "Wait, they hired they had Rich Rod as their OC? Rich Rod's just hurting for just one and done jobs." So, uh, let's see. Allfortennessee.com said uh, that this is suspicious and there are five possibilities for what's going on here. Possibility number five, Schleyball's report is wrong about the hiring freeze last week, and he has been wrong before. Nope, so, he has. Uh, possibility number four, somebody is violating the rules. Um, that means that somebody other than Pruitt made the hire, uh, which is very possible. Very, yeah. very possible. Uh, possibility number three, a decision has been made to fire Jeremy Pruitt, and Kevin Steele, of course, is a um, he's a Tennessee alum. Do you um, think Steele is like qualified based on his resume to have one of these big boy SEC jobs? No. When he was up for the Auburn job, I was like, are you kidding me? And maybe this guy, there you go. This is, I have done very little research on Steele. I followed his career at Auburn, and he that's was, what he I was know a head him coach. At. He was a head coach at Baylor, and they were terrible. I think he had like three I, wins I just in three can't, years. I can't believe that he has the resume and the – but, I mean, I guess at the same time, nobody in the world would have said Ed Orgeron had the resume to take over LSU. Well, that's a, that's over entirely LSU. true. Like, you never know what so you're going to get. I mean, yeah, so that right. I, I, it's hard for me being that guy with that being my coach and, and, and being able to say that. But I guess Ed had been an interim twice in both interim times after his collapse completely, both interim times. He looked good. Completely changed the program around. Yeah. And um, took ownership of. So, that, Kevin, that, I guess Kevin I haven't Steele, seen Steele do that. But. Kevin, Kevin Steele was the defensive coordinator at Clemson when they gave up 70 to West Virginia in the Orange Bowl. I was just about to say, so, he, he what, what he did at, at Auburn Clemson. was surprising. Like, it, his his job at Auburn was incredibly surprising, and it was a really good defensive coordinator job. He, no, I thought he, he did, did fine. Well. I thought he did fine. Yeah. I don't know that he was great, though. And I don't no. know that he was head coach great. No, he certainly wasn't. Um, it, so, it, it, possibility number two, they said the investigation has ended or is ending. So, maybe that hiring freeze was it's only over. during whatever. Yeah. And possibility number one, Kevin Steele's role does not conflict with the hiring freeze because he is not taking over uh, one of the on-field positions. It, maybe. I mean, it, it's possible because they have a defensive line and offensive line opening. Those are the two vacancies on the team. Um, you know, I'm. we'll see. We will see. Uh, I, I find it weird. I, I find it incredibly strange that Kevin Steele, whether it was the boosters or Steele himself working with the boosters, 
to form some kind of a coup to get Gus Malzahn out at Auburn to get him the job, um, it's weird that they're going to bring him in as as a guy, especially when you've got somebody that's in hot water the same way that uh, that Jeremy Pruitt is. Yeah, I don't it, know. It, it's an odd hiring. I think this is a I think this is a strange hire, and the the total five hundred k just is. Well, that's, not that's what way D- less. He's obviously not going to come in as the DC nope. because that's not what DCs make. I mean, if he comes in as an analyst, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine because I mean, every that is kind of how you succeed in this game is is you just surround yourself with a, a shitload of analysts because there's no limit to those guys. Yeah, and and you know. I mean, who who knows? I, like, I think it's a good addition because I do think Kevin Steele, like, I don't know. I South think he's a very good coach. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, Chris Kennedy wants to know how we feel about Bill O'Brien uh, as OC at Alabama in the in the rumors there. Um, I think It'd it's ridiculous that an offensive coordinator uh, in the SEC would be filled by a a just fired NFL head coach. Uh, that's like a really good coach too, by the way, a guy that made the playoffs all the time, Bill O'Brien. Let's, let's make this clear. Bill O'Brien, very good coach, completely disastrous GM, but very, very good coach. This guy could be a head coach anywhere he wants almost. Yeah. It's strange. Uh, Andrew said, do you think Saban may have enticed him to come with possibly taking his place in the future? Uh, I think that that's certainly on the table. Uh, for O'Brien. I think O'Brien wants to be in the NFL. Um, I would be shocked if Bill I, doesn't want to go back to the NFL. Yeah, that's a, that Maybe I'm wrong on that. That doesn't make... Uh, I thought he was a very, very good coach. He's a guy that you can get on the cheap right now. And, of course, Bama's probably going to pay him a lot of money, which oh, yeah. is fine. But, but for him to be an OC is insane. That's just insane. He's he's grossly overqualified for that job. Agreed. Agreed. Now, it, as an Alabama fan... Absolutely. I'll take it any day of the week. I think it'd be great. Um, but I do think it is ridiculous that this is even a possibility. So, uh, Taylor uh, wants to know, off topic, uh, what sports gambling podcast are y'all listening to? Uh, well, the the sports gambling podcast is a good one. Uh, Three Dog Thursday, of course, a lot of fun. Uh, TJ, our buddy from uh, Tampa, is on that one. Um, we, we listen to the college sports podcast from Yahoo. That's right? not really a gambling podcast. No, that's not. But... A, he, he said sports slash gambling podcast. Oh, okay. Um, you know, I mean, it, it, we there's there's a lot there's a lot. So hit hit us up on Twitter for that one because uh, yeah. I can't think off the top of my head. Um, I, I, I mean, I can tell you that I I listen to extra points because of Sal. I like him, and I listen to a few of the Ringer NFL shows. I don't listen to all of them. They do one a day. They have a different combo. The best one, in my opinion, is the Friday one with Joe House, who I find. Very, very funny and likable. And Warren Sharp, who I think might be the smartest football mind. Oh, yes. That's not in football. Oh, oh 100%. The uh, the Cover 3 podcast, uh, RJ Young's show on, on YouTube is great. He's now with Fox Sports. Yeah. Um, and then that college, the, 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 I'll tell you, the best, the best podcast that I have right now that I listen to out of every podcast I listen to is the Yahoo College Sports Podcast. There you go. Uh, I grew eight, up eight. worshiping. Pat Forty and, and Dan Wetzel. Wetzel and and those guys and and I, that's just they began their careers writing when when I began loving sports and really getting into sports and that's what I've known most of my life is those two men and if, and that's it. If you really so. want college football, the Cover Three podcast um, and 
the Late Kick podcast with Josh Pate. Uh, we're probably going to have Josh on the show. I hadn't told you about this, Chris. Uh, we'll probably have Josh on with us to, uh, to just talk about Does he about know it. that? Yeah, he knows. I, I've already okay. talked to him. Yeah. So, uh, so we'll, we'll likely have him on. That's an important part of that equation. Yes. No, 100%. So, I don't know if it'll be for SBR or for here, but we, he'll, he'll be on with us uh, eventually. Cool. Uh, Deep Dive Will Capper podcast is good, uh, though that is NFL. Uh, that's what Bertie said. Terry said, what about this one you're listening to? It's the best one. Share out winning cures everything. Yeah, 100%. Share this one out. Hopefully, you all listen to this one regularly. Uh, Appreciate it. Let's, uh, oh, uh, Rich Rod. So, Terry Bowden got the Louisiana Monroe job, right? And, yeah. and his offensive coordinator hire is Rich Rodriguez. I was shocked about that. Like, it, you know that there's not a lot of money down there. So, and, and, Rich Rod, of course, coached with uh, with Tommy Bowden at Tulane, and then Rich Rod got his own gig and, and turned that into West Virginia, turned it into Michigan, which turned into Arizona, and then the Ole Miss, you know, whatever. What he did at Ole Miss, I thought was pretty impressive. Yeah, and, no, I did, I did too. And we knew that that was a, a job that he was going to lose quickly. Yeah. Because we knew everyone around here oh, that grew Matt up in Luke, our yeah. area knew that Matt Luke was gone as soon as the as – soon as the, uh, the uh, the the probation and the NCAA violations were done, and so he took that job, knowing I'm going to lose my job after this year. Yeah. But he still took it. So you talk about money wise, I don't know that everybody in the world's motivated by money, but also while we all want more and more, Rich Rod's made a lot of money. So to live oh, in yes. that part of the country, that's pretty damn cheap to live in, by that's the way. That's true. You, you, you have a couple million dollars in the bank. You are the richest person in that town, and it's not close. And, and uh, you know, the, the head coach is probably the only guy more than you. And, you know, outside of him inheriting most of his money, he hasn't made more money than Rich Rod has over their careers. Yeah, no, you're you're right about so, that. So, so I I don't know it's that weird. You, it's not okay to go there and just take a job. You, if you love football and you love what you're doing and you are set money wise, I I think that's okay. I you know it doesn't raise up any questions or red flags for me. At some oh, point, oh, there's in time, no red flags. Wanna, I'm just maybe you want to call Holmes home. I'm just curious. Like, it I'm, is weird. It, I, I say yeah. I guess red flags. I mean I mean questions. Like it, it is a it is a strange hire because we think. I mean, there's a there's got to be 200 jobs out there in college football that you could go get this better than this. Yeah, I, I would think so. But I don't, you know, who knows? Know. Matt Miller jumps in. James Harden got traded to Brooklyn. If you didn't know, uh, yeah, we talked about that off the top of the show because yeah. it happened right as we were going live. Uh, Mark said, "Hi, boys. Irish let us down. Uh, I mean, didn't let me down. So, you know, I mean, they were perfectly fine. They not only uh, did Alabama win, but Notre Dame covered." And, no, uh, right. and and we did all right on that. So hey, so how did we finish in the picks? Because we did pretty good this year. Um, so I believe total you, record. You finished uh thirty and twenty, and I was twenty nine and twenty one. So we oh, both that's had right, the over. We, you had Ohio yeah. State. Yeah, I had Ohio State, which plus I thought was strange, but maybe you were just trying to do the reverse jinx thing. I don't know. No, uh, Alabama in championship games when Saban's only got like ten days to prepare, like he's zero and four. Against the spread in the college football playoff national championship game, like even a, when they win, do, I, you know how I do not care about things that happened four years ago, five years uh, ago. Agreed, agreed. That I, ain't this team. But I also thought that Ohio State had plenty of talent offensively, and that the, I thought they would attack Alabama's weaknesses. We both saw Alabama's defensive weaknesses. Yeah. Like no, we saw them, but I I never thought. My issue was, and and I'll tell you my logic behind my pick is simply this: 
Ohio State has three great offensive players, okay? They got a receiver that's unbelievable. They got a running back that's unbelievable. They got a quarterback that's unbelievable, okay? Yeah. Alabama has like seven outstanding offensive players. That's true. I mean, and that's the right. difference. Is 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 well, I'll take the seven over the three. Now that I mean it's yeah, look it because when one of those three went down, they didn't have anybody to step up and really take that place, which I I guess they did. He you know, but it's just not the same. No, you're you're hundred percent. Bama right. had guys dropping like flies and they just didn't seem to miss a beat. Uh Birdie jumps in. Mercer money line is live tonight and the sun's minus five. My two best picks for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm, I don't even know. I don't even know what sport you're talking about. I don't know college don't basketball know and uh, uh, that's that's, that's you're speaking a different language right now. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, I've been dabbling here and there back into. I'm I'm trying to get the college football stuff set uh, before I dive back into college basketball. College basketball has been insane, absolutely insane this year. Like none of it makes any sense. Mark said I was meaning uh, Notre Dame winning the ACC championship. Yeah, they. They certainly let us down there. No, that's what uh, I did. Oh, I wanted that more than uh, you could imagine. Not even because I had a ticket on it, but just it meant a lot. Yeah. Taylor said uh would have been hilarious if Notre Dame joined the conference, won it, and then left again the next year. Yeah, that, that's kind of what we were hoping for. Well, they're definitely leaving. They're definitely going to take all their NBC money and saying, that was fun. <laughs> all right. Now we're good. Taylor said, uh, Colin Cowherd, uh, quote, what is a Mercer? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> and then, right. And then Bernie right. said, that's why I sent it, because I'm only dabbling in it right now. Um, let's see. Hey, uh, Seahawks fire offensive coordinator, Brian Schottenheimer, and it is time to celebrate. I was just about to say, man, how long have me and you been saying, why is this guy employed? It is unbelievable to me that that team has been offensively so bad because of this man right here. It's what I talked about three years when we did our, when we did our recap on Monday, it's what I talked about in that in the middle of the second quarter, Russell Wilson had only thrown four passes. Four passes. Like, what are we doing? I don't know. Like, I understand wanting to be run heavy. I understand that. But, like, you can pass the ball to set up the run. That's how the NFL is built now. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I just want to scream right now. You're exactly right. This is is what you learn if you listen to that NFL Ringer show um, uh, with Warren Sharp. You will learn that if you want to dominate the run game, you do it by passing on first down because it is so much easier to run the ball on second and four than it is on first and 10. It's ridiculous how easy it is to run the ball on second and three, second and four than it is to run it on first and 10. Yes. You can get the run game going. You can smash people in the face. My Cleveland Browns did it against the Steelers for the first time all year. We weren't predictable. We threw the ball on first down. We ran it on second down. It was unbelievable. And and I just I can't understand how dumbass moron Neanderthal me on the couch has seen enough football in the last three to four years to know the game has changed. It has evolved. I love watching teams run the football. I do. But running it on first and 10 means you're throwing it on second and 10. You're throwing it on third and 10. Your offense has now become predictable. When you're predictable, it doesn't matter how great you are, how talented you are. In the NFL, this isn't college football. This isn't Alabama against everyone else. Even bad defenses, if they know what's coming, can stop it. Yeah. They yeah. just can. They just can. It's it's insane. Like, hey, it, but Tennessee Titans, by the way. So And Arthur Smith is getting... Um, I mean, he's getting head coaching interviews and whatnot. He should be. He um, should be getting head coaching interviews. Absolutely. But against uh, against the Ravens, they had 16 first down plays. 
Yeah. Ran on 12 of them. Now, it's a little different when you got Derrick Henry. I was just about to say, he's got a monster that you can that you can give it to. But I still don't like it. I still don't like it. What happens if you give that ball to Derrick Henry at second and five? Exactly. Because it's a hell of a lot right. better. It's just a – and if you get two or three passing first downs on first down and you want to run it then, then I'm fine with it. Because yeah. now they don't know what's coming. But if you're just a team that historically runs the football on first down, guess what? Other teams know that you're running it on first down. And if you don't get a lot of yards on first, on the run, they know you're throwing on second. If that doesn't work, they know you're throwing it on third. And now, now you're really easy to stop. And it, it drives it drives me bonkers. It really does. Matt Miller uh, says, Gary, have you, uh, have you been dressing up and playing as James Harden? He looks like he's been hitting the buffet at the strip clubs. Uh, I have not. I'm not a James Harden fan. But I see where you're coming from. I yeah. I can see it. Yeah. So he he man, that guy just looks like a shell of himself. He's still a so, great player. But either C- way. cousin Sal said he wants out of Houston because he's finally hit every restaurant in Houston, and now he's <laughs> going to go to probably the best food city in the world. And and he now he's got a smorgasbord of places to go to there. You got it. You got it. Plenty of strip clubs in Brooklyn. Uh, Zamora said, "We in here Rams, Browns, Ravens money line." Uh, Taylor said, I think teams just know how to shut down runners. Uh, that's not always the case. but That's not always the case. But when they know it's coming, I yeah. think that the Packers have shown all year they struggle stopping the run. Yeah, But they had no problem stopping the run against the, the Titans. And I don't know that that's because it was snowing outside. I, I think that they knew the Titans were going to run the football. They were very predictable, and they were able to stop them pretty easily. If the defense knows what's coming, it's pretty easy to stop regardless even, of what the Even when they're the bad at that one thing, they're still able to stop it. Yeah. Somebody else has a really bad run defense historically, and they, had they like, showed up and stopped somebody. I don't remember from running the football. I don't even know who it was, but anyway. Uh, oh, it was, uh, it was in the Colts-Bills uh, game. Like, the Bills, like, all year have had one of the worst run defenses yeah. in the league, and it wasn't until late in the game before the Colts – were able to run the ball because they were finally getting their offense going, throwing the ball, yep. and then they could gash those big runs. Um, but yeah, like that's they knew you were going to try to run the football early, and they tried to stop it. So uh, Zamora said it was damn well because it was snowing. Ha ha. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe it was. I, who knows? Matt I don't Miller, know. The snow stopped Henry completely. I think they knew it was coming. Matt Miller said Marcus Freeman was an A plus hire for Notre Dame. Uh, God, it yes, certainly he was. I'm um, so. I'm not happy about that. but Mark said today is the anniversary of when Burrow pointed at the ring finger. That is true. Uh, let's Good see, thing. Terry. Just give it to Henry constantly. Run his best play. Run uh, through an MFR's face at every play. Uh, well, that didn't work. Um, no, so. he hit the, he hit some of those holes in that seal, uh, the Ravens game, and, and Henry backwards. was the one that went backwards. Yep. Yep, you are correct. Uh, let's see. Matt Miller, the Nets have collected all the crazy stones with Kyrie, Harden, and Durant. Durant has uh, at least matured a little, though. I was just about to say, I don't see Durant as a problem or a crazy person. So no, he's, he's never really issues. been that. Um, you know, we I wasn't a fan of going and playing friends and family basketball and this team that's won three championships in a row. Hey, I'm going to go play with them and we'll moonwalk to a fourth. But that he he wasn't a problem child. He's not he's not an insane person. Yeah. These other two are. Kyrie is an insane person. Oh, like yes. I'm not a doctor, but but I I think I think Kyrie's the, got the stuff got a hum in the drum, man. I think he's got issues. The stuff that is going on with Kyrie Irving is next level, just insane. The the COVID stuff, like saying that he can't show up to work, uh, but then there's videos of him 
you know, it, at some like Hughes party. Yes. That he didn't he throw the party? Uh it was like one of his family members' birthday parties or something. But I, mean, I thought was, okay, maybe I, maybe he's yeah. paying for it, but I thought he he threw the party yeah, for him. He, I don't I, know. I think he paid for it, but he didn't he didn't throw it. But uh, then but then like he's he's like on like the city council Zoom call like trying to make a difference in his local community, which is what we talk about all the time. If you're going to yeah. have a problem in politics, nothing we can do unless you're just some elite power guy and we don't know it. Um uh is going to affect anything in Washington, but you can affect your neighborhood. So I was like, you know, I, I appreciate him doing that. I, I kind of don't know that he's the guy I won't make all those decisions, but all right. He's involved. I, and I, I have appreciation for that. He, he's crazy, man. He's nuts. He gets crazy. Um, let's go ahead and move into the NFL divisional playoff previews, picks, roll. all that. We've got four games. Uh, we'll kind of roll through these fairly quickly. Um, I say fairly quickly. We're we're going to break down uh, at yeah. some point. Uh, Birdie said, "What are your picks for NFL this weekend?" I have to go soon. Well, that's that's what we're jumping in for. Damian said, we're "What's up?" Um, Rams at Packers. All right, so we got two games on Saturday, two games on Sunday. Uh, the afternoon game on Saturday: Rams at Packers. Uh, Packers a six and a half point favorite. The game's on Fox, by the way. Uh, total is forty five and a half. Uh, did we lose Chris? Nope, I'm still here. Okay, we we lost your video for. I have no idea how or why. Uh, I wonder uh, who if knows? it came unplugged. Who knows? All it's saying is your name up there. But either way, uh, so Green Bay at home, they, of course, got the first-round bye. Uh, I, you know, I I think that the Packers are going to be fine here. It seems like a lot of points on the surface. Uh, the Rams are dealing with some injuries. You know, they are going to rely on Cam Akers here, but it depends on how predictable they get with that offense. Uh, they were able to shut down. There you go. Uh, they were able to shut down the uh, the Seahawks last week. I don't know that you will be able to shut down Aaron Rodgers, um, especially in the cold, right? So I, it, Jared Goff, of course, still dealing with a little bit of an injury. Aaron Donaldson, uh, or Aaron Donald, uh, uh, dealing with a little injury himself. I I'm very curious about this. I don't I don't like the Rams in this spot. Uh, it, it, give Give me a reason why I should though. I don't, I can't, I mean, I know the Packers historically struggle against the run and we have seen the last couple of weeks, Cam Akers just finally realize his, uh, his abilities with this team and and them kind of make him the center of the offense. I would like to know Aaron Donald's playing. I would like to know that uh, golf is playing and, and healthy. Um, We talked about it on the, on the recap of last week on Monday show. I have no earthly idea why if golf was healthy enough to come in and play, why in the hell in a playoff game golf was not playing? I don't, I don't understand that. That's weird to me. Um, I need to know those two guys are playing for me to even consider the Rams with, with the question mark of those teams. And even that doesn't even mean that it's going to happen. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers resume in playoffs is not good. You take the year that he won the Super Bowl, which he won four games. You take those four wins out. And his playoff record is not not good at all. Yeah. But this Rams team, if there's a chance that the best player in, in all of football, Aaron Donald, might not be there. And and that, you know, they're starting wharf. I, I think it would make me worry. So they they haven't so um Rams Wire, NFL.com, DraftKings Nation, like all this. Uh, Wolford has not practiced. Jared Goff is practicing. McVay says McVeigh said that he will not name a starting quarterback yet. No, but it's got to be um, golf. If, if one guy's practicing, this is this is this is the playoffs, man. Yeah, Wal- Walford is day to day. 
Uh, yeah. So who knows? Um, and then Zamora said Donald says he's playing. Well, yeah, but he he's still not going to be 100%. Um, yeah. Damian said Rams win by seven. Uh, Birdie, I would love to see that. Birdie, God, I'd love to see it. Birdie said, how many playoff games has Rodgers won in the playoffs in Green Bay? This fade the Rams because it's cold is silly. Uh, true, no, but it's not I, because but it's, it's not in that. Green Bay. Yeah, it's it's not because it's that. I don't care where the game is. There's no fans. There's no whatever. That doesn't matter. Well, it's the cold. The cold will matter to to players that aren't used to playing in cold. I mean that that we've seen that affect people. Um, it won't affect them. Uh, they won't affect the Packers in a negative way at all. The the problem is is Rodgers hadn't been good in the playoffs, but also. Up until this year, Rodgers hasn't been that MVP guy that he was a long time ago. Yeah. He just hasn't been. And, and you know, I, I don't know what to say. I can't explain it. Um, I think he's good enough to get this win. Zamora said Ramsey versus Adams. Uh, I, I guess he's saying that that's going to be the matchup to watch. Now, that will be – It'll say be fun. That will be an incredible matchup. If Ramsey shut down Adams, I think the Rams win this game. Uh, it's very possible. I do think the Rams win this game. I think you take that's the one downside about the Packers, man. This is this is a an Alabama Ohio State situation in the sense of not that the other team has any weapons at all, but they got one great weapon, and he might be the best receiver in football. But if you can find a way to take him down or just bring him down a little bit, man, I think that takes so much of their offense away. That yeah. that would hurt. That would hurt. If you could do it with one guy without double teaming, holy shit. That's inc- I mean, that would that'll be incredible. I would think the Rams would win outright. This is a situation where I, I'm gonna take the Packers. But I, I know that there's a world in which this is this is probably my least favorite bet if I had to rank them one through four. You taking the under 45 and a half? I, I'm not I would I'm not playing any totals. I don't have any totals that I like at all. If, if, if I had to play yeah, a total, to yes, play. I'd take the under. That's I I'm I'm gonna take that under 45 and a half. That feels like too many points. Uh the flying Hawaiian said Packers defense gets their butt kicked across the field all day. And Birdie said the Rams can defend the pass, they can defend the rush, and the Rams can run the football. Um I mean, that's all those usually are true. that's usually like literally the playbook to win in the playoffs. That's usually it. I I at some point in time, Aaron Rodgers has got to be Aaron Rodgers if he wants to be considered in the top 10 of all time in the playoffs. He's got the resume for the regular season, but man, like I said, he's got that one. If you take the four wins that you get for winning the Super Bowl out, man, he, he it doesn't look good. No, no, you're uh, you're right about that. Uh, Birdie said, I'm on the under and the Rams. All the money on the pack and this line is still dropping. Uh, yeah. Damien, of course, the, the number of people that come into our show thinking of conspiracies – is uh is a little mind-boggling. I will say that. Damian said that's because the Packers uh, have paid or haven't paid the NFL under the table like that. He, uh, sorry, like the Pats, I guess, have for Brady. That's why Rodgers isn't MVP anymore. Um, I don't think that that's why Brady is winning that's MVP. that's just it's, completely asinine. Uh, Mark said, I heard Rodgers is going to host Jeopardy. Uh, yes, he's going to be a guest host uh, after the season. He's going to be a guest host one time after the season. Yep, you got it. So, and I'm, I'm kind of interested to see that. Kind of interesting. Yep. All right, um, moving on the NBC Saturday night game. What's your pick? Are you are you still I'm, on the pack? I'm on the pack. I'm taking Packers. Yeah, I'm taking the Packers too. I just got to believe Rodgers is eventually going to turn into Rodgers in the playoffs. I I like a lot of favorites this week. All the um, shit that he does, you know, yeah. in the regular season is so cool. It's so great. Okay, he just can't do it in January. Yeah, now you hasn't right. done it in January. Um, Ravens at the Bills is on NBC, and, you know, Bills two-and-a-half-point favorite. 
total of 50 here. I I love the over in this spot because I do think that both teams are going to get theirs. Um, the Bills, you know, it, it, we thought that their defense had come along. They they gave up some points late to the Colts. Looked like the Colts had kind of figured them out a little bit. Yeah. I still like the Bills' ability to score points even on this Ravens defense. Um, I I like the Bills less than three points, man. Yes. I Some of this is want, though. Some of this is, is I want to see the Bills in the AFC Championship game. And there, So it, I could see a little bit of bias, maybe. Um, but this is, you know, it opened at two and a half. It is still sitting at two and a half. And it's about as 50-50 as you can get. No, it's just, you know, it, this is this is an even bet. This is a good number. I think this is the right number, by the way. Yeah. I don't think this is going to be an ass-whooping either way. I think this is going to be a field goal game either way. So, yeah, I, I, I'm kind of feeling the same way. I do like the Bills here. Uh, Lamar Jackson has never played in snow, which uh, we, we've chatted back and forth in our group chat about that. Uh, yeah, it's strange. It was a little surprising, but when you think about where he went to school, where he's from, all that, like, you know, it didn't have a lot of opportunities to play in yeah, the snow. Yeah, but Baltimore usually is cold. Baltimore gets snow. I've watched the Patriots go into Baltimore and it's snowing its ass off there. Like, that's strange that they haven't – I guess they haven't played deep enough into the playoffs to get snow or somehow they've avoided snow in December and January when they've played home games. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, it, it, look, look at the – I mean, they. it's amazing that they haven't had snow in Pittsburgh – they haven't had snow in Cincy. Yeah, in like Cincinnati or Cleveland. Because like, you play all these divisional games at the end of the year, too. Yeah. It's, it's like definitely all strange. four of their divisional games, all four of these divisional teams all play in snow. And then they always get matched up with the Patriots, the Jets, the you know, the Bills, like that, that division a lot. Like, and it's weird. It's strange. Uh, the Flying Hawaiian jumped in. It, it was uh, minus three to minus one, back to minus two and a half. Well, it opened at two and a half. It jumped at three, yeah. and it went back to da 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 da. Yeah, back to uh, one. Mark said there's snow in Texas. Yeah, that's. A, I mean, there's snow we got everywhere. A touch of snow in but, Mississippi. Yeah, we we got a dusting the other day. Just ridiculous. we did. Now all all south of us got a lot. Um, you like you like Buffalo. I like Buffalo. I'm going the same way, and and you you taking that over with me. Yeah, I would take the over if I got a if I I don't like either I don't like any of these. I'm not making a gamble big on him, but I would take the over. Okay. Uh, moving on to Sunday, CBS in the afternoon, the Browns at the Chiefs. Um, it's a 10-point line. That just seemed insane to me. Uh, total of 57 here. I I like the under on the 57, which I know is kind of insane. Uh, but I feel like that's more like a principle kind of thing because I, I we saw Cleveland go bananas last week. I don't think they're going to do that this week. However, I do like the Browns to cover the 10 points here. 10 points is just too many points. Like a lot I, of points. I, I just don't. In a divisional round of the playoffs. Birdie said, uh, man, first two games are totally opposite. That's okay. That's a, hey, Birdie, look, it, you you might be doing better by going opposite yeah. of us, my friend. That's, a, <laughs> that's, that's what I would I don't say. Know, I did pretty good last week. I went four and two. Yeah, you did. You did well. Yeah, you did well. Um, but definitely going opposite of me might uh, might be okay. I did not do well last week. Um, so so the Browns last week got the uh, the monkey off their back. They got the first playoff win since uh, what two thousand three? Is that right? Um, no, no, nineteen ninety, nineteen ninety something. First, it was it was the first no, that, playoff they, appearance. when they won the yeah. first playoffs appearance. That's right. That's right. So um, the the Browns stuff like Baker looked really good last week. Baker has changed so much this yeah. season from the from the beginning of the season where I have still shots. I have screenshots of of 
two guys wide open. And I'm, when I say wide open, nobody within five yards of one guy, which doesn't happen in the NFL, nobody within nine yards of the other guy who's standing in the middle of the end zone, and he misses that guy by, I don't know, eight yards over his head. Yeah. I'm talking just uncatchable footballs. Or to where now, he's throwing to uh, to guys that are double and triple covered. Or he's and, just throwing yeah. to guys double and triple cover, just forcing balls in. To now, I mean, he, he looks like he's making better decisions. This is a mark of Stefanski. I will tell you that. This is yeah. where... So somebody on this coaching staff has gotten into his head and has taught him. And the reason it was strange and you don't really see that evolution. We see bad Baker, bad Baker, bad Baker, bad Baker, and then good Baker is because they played four weeks in a row in the craziest, shittiest weather you could ever imagine. And during that time, he's learning to play the game. He's getting better at playing the game but you can't really see it because they're just not throwing the football much, but it yeah. doesn't stop his education. It doesn't stop as he's progressing and learning and what they're getting in practice and indoor facilities and are able to, 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 to do. And then finally we get some clean weather and he just, he Looks looked great. like a different, he looked like a different player. Flying Hawaiian said Kansas city. Oh, seven and one against the spread in their last eight. Uh, up until last year, they were terrible at home in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they they've got Patrick Mahomes now. The the ten here is I just think it is an insane number. I don't know that Kansas City can just flip a switch, and now they they did last year. They um, did last year because they did the same thing. But, but they, they they didn't look this bad last year going into the playoffs. And and what's crazy? What they have four losses last year. Yeah. Uh, well, now they've only had one loss uh, in this entire season, and they do kind of flip a switch somewhere in the middle of the game. It's like they just have to. I'm, Get I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. I said this about the Steelers when I when I picked the Browns last week. There's no reason. There's no rhyme except for if the Steelers look like they looked against the Bengals in Washington, then then the Steelers are going to lose this game. Okay, yeah, and you're right. right. And I was right. If if the Chiefs look like they looked against the Chargers and against the Falcons last couple of games of the season, Browns coming in. Browns going to take the W. They're going to win the game. They're going to win the game outright. If this if this Chiefs team looked like they looked against Atlanta and, and, and L.A. the last two games of the season, that's I'm, happening. Now, I think they're a better team than that. I yeah. think that they could flip a switch. I'm definitely taking the points with the Browns. But, man, if they if it's not a flip and a switch thing and they're just – they don't have the ability to beat somebody that way, they, they better be careful. Because if that's who they were when they played Atlanta to an absolute field goal, miracle field goal, and then took Atlanta missing a big time field goal to tie it, I don't, I don't know if that team can win in the playoffs very much. Yeah, no, that that makes sense. That's insane to say, right? No, I don't think it's insane. Well, I mean, we, hey, I, 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 I get everybody where in from. the world hailed uh, Patrick Mahomes as when he won last year. They all just said, "Oh, well, this is the new Tom, and he's gonna he's gonna win six two. Like, how many is he going to get in the next 10 years? And I told everybody, let's pump the brakes on that, okay? Yeah. Because nobody in history has ever done it. Aaron Rodgers won a championship in a dominating fashion. And everybody said, well, how many is he going to get in three or four years? And he never got another one, and he, he's only won, like, three other playoff games the rest of the time, all right? Like, we just keep chalking these guys up to the next heir apparent, yeah. and they're not that, all right? No, Breeze, they're definitely not. Breeze got his one. It's, where, it, it, where, where the so rest? The reason I like Cleveland here is complacency is a real thing. Like, I, do, I think so too. How how hungry are the Chiefs? 
You know, like I, that's I what I'm curious I gotta about. I think they're hungry, and I think they're incredibly well coached. I don't know, I, man. No, they're they're certainly hungry. They're certainly well coached, but I, it, it, there's there's a reason they call it the Patriot Way. Like the Patriots are a different thing because they they do this all the time, right? They 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 are capable they, of well. They don't allow they you to enjoy winning, right? And that's it. And that's, that's the, it's the Saban thing too. I mean, that's is the only reason I can't give Alabama the credit that I give uh, the Patriots is because the bill has to do it with inferior talent constantly, and Alabama literally rolls out of bed and, and gets the top ten best players in football. And okay, how hard is that? You know, I mean, it's obviously it's pretty hard if nobody other than than Saban has been capable. But of nobody doing other it, than but- Saban can get those players. Okay, that's but why? not true, Gary. It's not hard when you have all of the best players. But why? That's part of the job in college is, no, is but, recruiting. Like Kirby Smart's been able to do it. Ohio State's been recruiting guys. Like it, they don't have close to the talent that Bama has. That's it. That's just not. It, but it. So last that's the other team, part of it is player development. Team, last year's team. Last year's team. Was there any school? Not even my LSU Tigers that beat the hell out of everybody. Was there any school that had a player at a wide receiving core that was rugs? Judy, Waddle, and uh, and and Smith, and four four of the best receivers in football, maybe in the history of football. Was there any other school that had close to that? You know, three of those were four stars, right? And, okay, all right. One of mine was a two star, and he's also going to be the rookie of the year this year. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. It's player development, but that's like not player development, Gary. That's not player development. How is that not play? What are you talking about? Those guys, those guys would have gone, and they would have been that. They would have been the stars that they are, no matter where they went. They just got that kind of talent. I don't know if I believe that. I so, just, I, I just can't buy into that. Like, I it, don't think that they give five star grades to a lot of receivers. That's the thing, because five star is hard to get. They don't give a lot of five stars out. Yeah, there's only like thirty a year. Like, yeah. it, so that's there's, and, there's and receivers just don't get them. All right. Well, and some of them do. Like Jerry Judy was one of them. Some, but, some they yeah. just don't give many out, so you don't get to say though they were all four stars. They were all they all should have been five stars if you really grade it correctly. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that's, flying that's Hawaiian. The by the way, Kansas City pulls out a comeback to win by three. That's his prediction. Um, yeah. Zamora, y'all noticed the uh, the same or y'all noticed same seeding advance from AFC and NFC after Super Bowl. Yeah, the three seed. Uh, in both got beat, and the four so, uh, four seed in both got beat. So, yeah, uh, yeah that's uh, I so. Mean, I, I like the Browns. I like the Browns with the chance to win this thing. Uh, I I kind of do the same thing. Now, the other part of this is, are the Browns kind of doing the same Ohio State thing, right? Where they first win in Pittsburgh since '99, uh, finally get the playoff monkey off their back. No, like, because are they this super is professional excited? football players. Agreed. Professional football player. And they also played with a complete mass unit on offensive line, so that'll be better. You got a lot of guys that, that didn't get – Joel Batonio, who's the longest-tenured Browns player, he's the only Browns player that was on the 0-16 team and the 1-31 uh, team um, that's still there, and and he's our best offensive lineman, and he didn't get to play. Like, you've got a lot of guys that are still fighting. Like, it's the professionals. This is not – this is not, oh, we won the Super Bowl. Yes, they played – they did something they've never done before, but that's not a reason for, I mean, if they get beat in this game, it's because the chiefs are just better. There's a reason it's a 10 point line, by the way. Okay. Patrick Mahomes is better. Tyreek Hill is better than any player that's on the Browns team. Uh, 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 what's his ass? The, the, the big ass tight end. He's, he's better than everybody on the Browns team. Okay. Like that's just, 
th- this is the one team that's got the running back core that can hang with Cleveland. So there's a reason I I'd probably take the over in this game. I think the Browns are going to score on them. The, the Chiefs defense doesn't scare me. I know they've held some teams to to some low totals. This is the playoffs. I, these are two offensive-minded coaches. These are two offensive-minded head coaches that call their own plays. I I just think they're, they're going to put up points. They're going to put up points in bunches. Um, Joe Batonio and Denzel Ward, uh, among others, likely back for uh, – for this game, by the way. Oh, if we get Ward back, shit. I didn't I was expecting to go through the playoffs without Ward. Uh well, we played ninety percent of the season without Ward, so Yeah, and it looks like they're gonna be back though. So oh, that'd be huge. Well, that, I knew uh, Petonio would be. He was a COVID out and you know, he was just and you know, non symptomatic and as of uh as of yesterday, uh the backups for those um the the replacements for Batonia and Ward uh, they lost both of them to injuries. Uh, guard Michael Dunn and cornerback Robert Jackson were placed on injured reserve on Tuesday. Uh, well, Tuesday Dunn, Dunn's the guy that the a guy named Blake came in for the yeah. the the in you guy, and uh, and so. Yep, that is the way that it goes. So, um, all right, so there we go. All right, moving on from that last game, Bucks and Saints. It's on Fox. Um, Saints minus three, total of fifty two here. And we get to see Brady and Breeze for the third time this season. Of course, it is in New Orleans. Um, New Orleans kind of kind of handled Tampa Bay the first two times, and obviously the second time was a uh, beat them by eleven, beat them by thirty five. Yeah, yeah, very much. Uh, just complete beat down. But now, of course, we're in the playoffs. Our buddy TJ Reeves is going to be on the sideline. He is the sideline reporter for the uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks, and the Bucks defense, like all, all the numbers are there, right? Everything looks good. If you just took, if you look at them from an analytical perspective, uh, you would think that they would have a really, really good shot in this game. the uh, The opening line here was thirty one and a half, or sorry, sorry, three and a half, with a total of fifty one. The over is is jumped up; it's up to fifty two. Yeah. Um, and I, I do kind of like the over fifty two because I think you're going to see some points here. But uh, but it's minus three across the board now. If you look at prediction tracker, um, let's see, they expect a total of 53 and a half. And let's see, their prediction average here is Saints by 2.67. I, it is really difficult to beat a team three times unless you are really, really, really better than that team. Do we think that the Saints are better than the Bucks? Like really, really better. I, I don't. I don't. I think their defense is better. I do think the Saints yeah. have the best defense. They've got the best defense of anybody playing right now. Yeah. That's left in the games. Um, Michael Thomas is a game changer. Healthy him, healthy Kamara is the only thing that scares me. Drew Brees just doesn't scare me, man. I mean, if he gets at the ball to Thomas, it's going to be a dump pass, which that doesn't matter because Thomas can take it to the house anytime he wants. Um, he's just that good. He's just that athletic, and Kamar can do the exact same thing. It's I, I'm i going to take the, the bucks because that's what I do. I'm going to bet on Tom because that's what I do, and that's what I've done my entire life, and it worked out for the most part. Um, I, you know, I, I love that man. And, uh, and, and I'm not, I'm not steering away from that. I, I can see how this is not going to go the way I want it to. It wouldn't surprise me, but it's hard to beat a team three times. 
Tom is a different quarterback in January than he is in the regular season. You know, you get that pressure on him in the regular season, he just goes down. He's not going to let you hit him. Um, you know, he's going to take the sack. In this game, he's he's not going to just take that sack. He's going to get the ball out, and he's going to try to make a play. And, you know, sometimes that can bite him, and, and you could pick the ball off and take it the other way. Sometimes it won't. Uh, I don't think it'll be a 35-point game like it was the last time they played, and I don't even think it'll be an 11-point game, but I get to start with a head start of three points. Some places, three and a half. I'll take it. Tom Brady is four and three, both straight up and against the spread as an underdog in the postseason. Uh, he's only been an underdog seven times. That's pretty incredible. Uh, Zamora said uh, that he likes the Saints here. Mark said that Brady strikes again. Blake said the GOAT will be ready. Um, and then Terry said, I feel like this is the end of the run for Brady. Um well, it's not the end of the run because he will definitely be back next year and yeah, he looks good. Like, he looks fine. It's the end of the run for Breeze if Breeze loses because that's a guy that looks like he's done playing football. I, I think that's the difference in this game is, is I feel like the football gods, the football karma owes it to the person that's the better player. Okay? One of these guys okay. is going to hang it up after this year because he's done. He just can't play football anymore. Yeah, the, and the, the other Saints, one, the Saints do not win based on Drew Drew Brees, Brees, no, sir. That defense is incredible. Michael Thomas is incredible. We didn't talk about him as the best receiver in football this year because he missed such a big chunk of it, but he is back, and and he he deserves to be in that conversation because he's that damn good. And Alvin Kamara is in the conversation as the best running back in the game. That's hard to beat. You got a great defense and two great skill players like that. That's real hard to beat. Oh, yeah, And and it's not even just them. I mean, it, you know, you got you got great oh, running backs around them. Just have everybody got, else. Yeah, just a ton of of great players surrounding Drew Brees is, is struggling to keep up. Yes, I, I do. do. I do agree with that. Um, you know, I'm. We'll see. Uh, Mark said Brees is still hurt. I think. Uh, oh, I, I probably agree with that. Yeah. I don't know that a 42 year old man. He just turned forty two. I don't know that a forty two year old man can recover from eleven broken ribs while still playing football. Yeah, it's impossible. I didn't think he would come back and play at all this year because I thought the rib injury was going to be too much. I, uh, I'm i going to take New Orleans, minus yeah. the three. I think that they've got the better overall team. Uh, if I didn't have a dog in the fight, that'd be the pick. None, like, none of these teams winning would surprise me in the slightest. It, even even the Browns as a 10-point underdog, yeah. it would yeah. not surprise me. Um, I just, you know, I, I do like the over here. Um the Saints, I feel like Damian said Jameis Winston should play this game right after he said screw the Saints. Um, look, I I feel like this is the the kind of year where the Saints would make the Super Bowl, right? It that that's what it feels like to me because they are the model of consistency. Um it it's not putting together a team at the last minute the way that the Bucks did. It's not um you know, they've had Sean Payton there forever. They've been reaching for this goal forever. It it feels like, you know, in the playoffs, they always have all of this pressure on them. Um, and I feel like with no fans in the stands, maybe it's not as much pressure. Like, I, Man, I, I, don't, I don't know. know. Like, I don't, I don't know. know. That it's... game against the Rams, they, they, they completely had that game won, I believe. I just believe they had that game won. Oh, yeah. And it was ripped from them. Now, I know they could have won it still, but they shouldn't have had to win it still. Like, it was over. Um, I, You know, I, I just – so I don't know that it's pressure. I don't know that that has anything to do with it. I, I do worry about 
you know, them being able to go on a quote unquote run because if green Bay wins, if green Bay wins big, if, um, then they're going to Lambeau. And I do not think breeze is going to go outside in the cold and play. I think the rest of the team can be fine because I think they're NFL players. I, I don't, I don't think that from 42 year old breeze. You might be right. Uh, flying Hawaiian said, this is the toughest pick of the week. Um, which is it's crazy. only a tough pick because we believe in Tom and the lore of Tom, which I do. And, and, and I do, but if, but if he's not magic, you know, and, and there's no, no magical circumstances here and he's just a guy, every statistical number tells you the saints are better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, the, the, the bucks are better at them depth wise at receiver, but they don't have anybody as good as Michael Thomas. So make that what you want and and they're better with Tom Brady but every other level of the game I, I you would take the Saints you uh you taking that over yeah I would take the over I think I think I think the Bucks are going to show up and score points I do I would be shocked if the Bucks show up and score and the Saints can uh flying Hawaiian said tease the Bills and the Bucks um the issue with that it, with the Bills is that you're you're teasing through zero, and that, yeah, you're that's, teasing through zero where you don't have any value. I'm not, I'm, I'm not a big fan of that. Of course, you know me; I don't play a lot of teasers anyway. Make a side, pick a side, and and ride with the side. Yep, yep. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. I think that's uh, I think that's all we need to cover today. Yeah, man. We hit a bunch. Oh, we show did. You guys have been fantastic. Thank you, Damien. Thank you, uh, uh, everybody. Uh, Flying Hawaiian, yeah. Mark, everybody that jumped in the chat today. You guys are fantastic, Matt Miller. Um, you know, Birdie, all the rest of them, the, the usuals. We appreciate all of you for being here every single time that we do this. Uh, you make the show go. We appreciate the comments. So keep yep. that thing going. We will be back here on Friday discussing even more stuff because you know that the world never stops. Uh, the news cycle continues on and on. That's the way it goes. Flying Hawaiian said good luck this weekend, gentlemen. Uh, yeah, we, we are going to need it. We are going yeah, to need We'll be it. back Friday, though. We'll yep. be back Friday. You, you can wish us luck then. You got that. Terry said, share it out. Love the show. Great job, guys. We appreciate that, Terry, for you, Terry. sure. Uh, yes, definitely share the show out. If you're watching on YouTube or Facebook or wherever, go ahead and like this. Uh, click the retweet or the share button or whatever. Tell your friends about it. That's the easiest way you can do it. And if you missed the show or missed part of the show or whatever, you can always go back and rewatch the replay or just do us a favor and download the podcast. Make sure you are subscribed anywhere that you get your podcast. Apple Podcasts is uh, is where you can leave a nice five-star review. We would certainly appreciate that. All right, let's get out of here. WinningCuresEverything.com, SBRPicks.com slash NCAAF. That is our college football gambling content over there. You can find that on YouTube. Just search out SBR Picks. Um, for now, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And hopefully, we can cash some tickets. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.